Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware, weather ready teak, and quick dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. The Square Ball Podcast. Welcome to the show. It's brought to you in association with Levi Solicitors, who will offer you a 10% discount on your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Today, talking about somebody who made his debut for Leeds in November 2002 as just a wee baby. He's just played his 600th Premier League game, which puts him fourth overall in the list of Premier League appearances behind Gareth Barry, who's at the top with 653, Ryan Giggs and Frank Lampard. It's not fair that Milner has to share a list with those those people. No offence to Gareth Barry. I'm sure, he's a, <laughs> I'm sure he's a perfectly acceptable human being, but the other two, honestly. <laughs> well, I'm Dan Strike Mo- them from the list. <laughs> I'm Dan Moylan, and I'm here with Michael Normanson, who you just heard from then, and Rob Conlon to do the TSB guide to James Milner. Terry Venable's team needed something special. Step forward midfielder James Milner. 16 years, 356 days old, and has just become the Premiership's youngest ever scorer. Wayne Rooney's record lasted just over two months. Good. Beat his record. We'll get round to all that. This is a child that grew up in Horsforth. Let's talk very quickly about Horsforth as a, as a leafy suburb of northwest Leeds. It's nice, isn't it, Horsforth? It is very civilised. I couldn't afford to live there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was uh, training for the charity walk. I would often find myself walking through Horsforth and thinking, oh, it'd be nice to live there. Any nice pubs you stopped at? Quite a few, actually. (laughs) (laughs) But then again, it comes out of time to move and thought, no, can't afford it here. (laughs) Accessible for the airport as well, which is always good. Mm -hmm. I heard about a big drugs raid up there, which is a different story for a different day. But I'll uh, I'll tell you about that off air afterwards. (laughs) Nothing to do with James Milner. He was one of those kids who, he was good at everything, by the sounds of it. We're talking... Uh, Yorkshire schools cricket team as well as being obviously good at football he was a cross country champion also a sprint champion so fast over short distances good good over long distances were you good at everything Michael? I was what were you good at? Um, yeah, that's a good question Wait, can I throw cricket at you? <laughs> no absolutely not football we didn't even we didn't even play cricket in my school we, we played it for like one week yeah. every summer so you if you had never played it before you were basically absolutely shit at it because yeah. you just have a you just put your pads on and then like have three swings at it and then that'd be it <laughs> that's, like, that's, that's cricket for this year don't then, worry about it then you're in the shower <laughs> yeah exactly so <laughs> to hide your hairless body <laughs> but no I was, uh, I was good at now really truth <laughs> not, be told not cross country or sprinting no nah, not fast or slow <laughs> just, <laughs> just disappointingly average <laughs> what, what about you Rob I mean I played rugby league because so I was crap at football so right. yeah not quite on James Milner's level did you get 11 GCSEs like James Milner I can't remember how many I got I, I, I did 8 it's a very footballery thing, isn't it? That you you remember your GCSEs. I feel mm. like Frank Lampard talks about it a lot, doesn't he? Yeah, but he cheated. He went to a private school. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to give Lampard any credit, just to be clear. Yeah, uh, he was a clever boy, James Milner. 
11 GCSEs is not to be sniffed at. Like I say, I did eight. You could just sort of do eight or nine back back in the day when I was there doing them. So 11 feels like more. Mm. It's definitely more than I've got. Um, I've got eight as well, I think. Yeah. But, oh, it's, it's enough, isn't it? It's enough. Didn't even know there were 11 GCSEs. <laughs> Certainly not in Bradford. He would have been a success at anything he chose to do, said Steve Weeks, who was the head of the, again, maths department, who's good at maths as well. Yeah. Said he could have gone to any, like any university. So he was level-headed, unassuming. He had a lovely sense of humour. Um, he never bragged or anything. And, that, and I think that's... It's good that the young James Milner is so in keeping with the the man that he is now. He's obviously, he's obviously... Everything was absolutely set at like when he was like 12 yeah. and he's just completely stuck with I mean, it. He hasn't wasted his maths, though, is it? That's an important thing to no, ask. I was going to say, it's translated into his book where he was asked how many bottles of Ribena does it take to fill up the European Cup? Because mm. he famously said he was celebrating... Liverpool winning the Champions League with a glass of Ribena. And to be fair to him, he's really worked it out, which uh, I won't go into all the detail because it's quite a long answer, but he concludes, if I, he works out that it's 36 litres, but he concludes, if I poured 36 litres of undiluted Ribena into the European <laughs> Cup, it would seriously tarnish the silver. Trust me, you don't want to go there. So he's not only has he answered the question from a maths point of view, but he's, he's got it from a moral standpoint, like you don't want to damage anyone's property. And like a good Yorkshireman, he's worked out the price as well. So he's, uh, based on that ratio, to fill the European Cup, I would need eight litres of Ribena cordial and 28 litres of water. That means 16 bottles of undiluted cordial. And with that knowledge, you're probably better off buying 10 of the 850 milliliter bottles, slightly better value that way, and you'll have half a litre left over for later. <laughs> it's not everything. That's a man after your heart, that is, Michael, isn't it? Yeah, well, apart from the maths bit, I don't, I don't, I'm glad he's worked out the cost, though. That's worth doing. Where were we at the time then? That's the question. So we're going back effectively 20 years now because he has celebrated it's 20 years, 600 appearances in the Premier League, which we can timestamp as the back end of 2002. We were shambles, was the, is the short answer of where, <laughs> of where we were. Were we? Uh, spoiler alert. Yeah. Terry Venables was manager. That was good. It was exciting for a little bit. Started well. Sold Rio Ferdinand, but mm. other than that, squad can stay together. We're... Did we realistically hope to qualify for the Champions League again? I think was... we did. At that start of that season. That's why O'Leary was sacked right. for failing to qualify. Mm. Yeah. Because we finished fifth, which was terrible. And we needed to get back in the top four. And, you know, we only had to sell Rio Ferdinand. Certainly weren't going to be selling uh, Decor, Woodgate, Bowyer, Robbie Keane, Robbie Fowler. Certainly won't be selling those by the end of that season. Starting to feel like they went a bit off message from the whole Champions League vibe at the start of the season there. Yeah, it became quite clear. I think after like two games, we started losing matches. And it's like, okay, yeah, that's not going to be happening this year. But yeah, James Milner was good. Yeah, oh, well, I was, it's worth just um, finishing that thought that by the middle of March, that's when Venables had gone and was replaced by Peter Reid, and we ended up just on that downward spiral of struggle that went into the season afterwards when we started bringing in all the low knees from Willie Mackay, and yeah, you know what happened after that. Yeah, so it wasn't great. But um, Milner at this time, I was trying to work this out, I think he might have been the first Leeds player who was younger than me to score a goal, which feels significant in some way. Yeah. You know, because that sort of, the crossing of a line into, yeah. into be, becoming an adult. It's like, oh, Leeds have got players younger than me now. Yeah, this, is, I mean, this is weird. I always remember like when you were... A little bit like Lee Chapman for you or something. <laughs> being, being a kid. Being a kid, but being in Ellen Road and shouting, go on, son. But uh, people who were older than me. But gradually now they've all got younger and younger as I've got older and older. And yeah. I think Sam Byron was the one for me. I remember watching him score from the cop and thinking, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that dream has died. Yeah, so his debut actually was the 10th of November 2002. Uh, league game away at West Ham old West Ham not um, Olympic Stadium West Ham yeah good West Ham yeah o- well, OG, OG well, West Ham sort of horrible West Ham but, <laughs> yeah. but better but it had an edge but in a good way yeah exactly yeah. so he came on what about 
five, six minutes to go, Jason Wilcox was the the guy who went off. Uh, one of our legendary left wingers, Jason Wilcox. He was a good solid signing was Wilcox, actually, but that's an episode for a different day, isn't it? Mm. So he was the second youngest player to play in the Premier League behind... Did anyone know this? I found this out while, while doing a little bit of research. I don't G- know. That's Gary right. McSheffrey. Fuck off. Really? <laughs> yeah. Former Leeds legend. Yeah. Right. Bloody hell. Gone, to have, gone on to have quite a different career. Who was he playing for at the time? Coventry, no? Coventry it will have been. Right, okay. Yeah. Another um, quiz question. Can you name the Leeds youth team captain that James Miller would clean the boots of? Oh, so he was cleaning the boots of a youth team captain? Yes, this was in an athletic article the other week, I think. Um, God, I can't think. So he would have been coming through around 2000, youth team captain 2000. I'd never heard of him myself. All right. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I'll go on and just tell us a that. guy called Alan Kinsella. Oh, big A, uh, big A I dog. Re- I do remember the name, but yeah. The Irish prospect, apparently. Mm. But yeah. This, of course, is the, the same season that Rooney's broken through, another teenage sensation at Everton, who, who was kind of, he was more interesting, I think, to the media because he was up front and scoring goals and blah, 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 blah. There was stuff about Rooney as well in the press. Uh, ahead of his debut, it was like, oh, Everton have got this kid who's like a striker, but look, plays like Paul Gascoigne and he's going to be the next the next big thing and, and in fairness he was like he came on that, that same season he came on at Ellen Road and scored a, I think Everton beat us but he came on and with, within about five minutes he like left back around his arse and then ran into the box and round Lucas and put it in the bottom corner it was like yeah he's pretty good yeah. actually there was, uh, there was an anecdote in the I think it was the Athletic article about I think Milner was on the bench that day or he was part of the squad but unused and after the game, one of the Leeds coaches sort of came up and tapped him on the shoulder and he's like, you're desperate to be that guy, aren't you? And he was saying like, you know, you're actually closer than you actually realised to doing that. And it was only a few weeks later, was it, when he mm-hmm. comes on then and scores on Boxing Day in a 2-1 win at Sunderland to steal Rooney's record. Which is, I mean, again, let's face it, we all loved that because it was something for us. Yeah, and as we've said, it, it wasn't a season that was going brilliantly yeah. for us either. Cause, and I think as well, it fitted nicely into the, I, I guess, the illusion that we, things might be alright again because we still had really good young players coming through yeah. which is something obviously we'd had with, with kind of Alan Smith Johnny Woodgate Harry Kewell crop and then there'd been a couple of years gap hadn't there to, to Milner mm. and it was like oh okay there's, there were still players coming through and I think Aaron Lennon was kind of being talked about at this point as well was, who also has just retired actually hasn't he but uh, well who has just retired James Milner's not retired to be clear but, um, <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll, I don't care about Will either to be perfectly honest but yeah it was like there was it felt like a, a positive thing that there was someone else coming through who could maybe get us out of the slight hole that we were getting into at this point. But much like, I guess, Archie Gray is at the minute, or he was, it would be on like would have been on schoolboy terms at this time because he was on like 70 quid a week, wasn't he, when he made his debut? I don't reckon Archie Gray's on 70 quid a week. <laughs> Not anymore. I don't think, is that still a thing anymore? I mean, but the but, change, but, having this, so you can only sign, sign pro terms at, at 16 or whatever it might be. So he's probably on a damn sight more, but you'd imagine like Milner would have been on a, on a youth contract there. 70 quid a week. 3,640 quid a year, <laughs> which is an, it's an average month's energy bills these days. He talks as well about having to play in the games and then he was like, had to help the kit man put stuff on the bus because it was kind of part of his job <laughs> that he was having to do. So you're going on and scoring, scoring Premier League goals and then you're like, well, it doesn't mean you don't have to pick socks up. We were uh, we were getting our value out of him. It's fair to say. Yeah. <laughs> on su- sub-minimum wage, I dare say, at that point. Uh, yeah, and he did, as as Rob just said, he became the Premier League's youngest goal scorer with that 2-1 two, uh, two, goal uh, win at Sunderland on Boxing Day, Merry Christmas and all that. And then he scored again. So this is that the point at which we I think we all went, oh. <laughs> scored again two days later in the 2-0 win over Chelsea at Allen Road. Back up. Oh, goodness me. He has done it again. 
is 2-0 for Leeds United. And no wonder they're all over it. Chelsea couldn't get near to it. And how about the shot? Sweet, sweet 16. Yeah, Tyler had that um, line prepared, didn't he? You could tell. <laughs> sweet, sweet 16. Not for long, though. because turned... When he said it, I went. <laughs> 16-year-old boys. Oh, I haven't thought this through very well. Uh, turned 17 in the January, didn't he? Which means he's due to turn 37 this coming January. Um, do you remember the photo of the time? With his birthday cake and yeah. Terry all spotty with his birthday cake. I mean, Bless he doesn't him. even look 17, does no, he? He doesn't. He's about 12. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Yeah, but that, that goal against Chelsea, I'm sure most Leeds fans will probably know it. Such a good goal. And it's, De- it's Marcel Desai as well. It's... World Cup winner, mm. been at the top of the game for a decade at this point. Milner just comes on, dances around him, leaves him on his ass, and just kills it into the corner. There's um, there's quotes from Leeds players at the time being like, "Do you realise you've just done that to a World Cup winner?" <laughs> so I think it was something that like a lot of the senior players could even dream of. Mm. And then he was doing it at 16. Yeah, 22 appearances that season overall. Then, but only three under Peter Reid, he kind of faded, didn't they? And he didn't feature all in the final five games of the season. We think maybe did he have an injury at that point? Maybe. Picked up a bit of an arc. I was trying to work this out. I, I can't find any reference to it. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing it might be because Peter Reid just didn't fancy him too much because he sent him out on loan the, the season after. And I don't know if maybe, I mean, he was brought in with a remit of saving us from relegation that season with Reid. I don't know if he maybe thought, I'm just going to go on for, go to some more reliable, experienced pros. Well, it brought, it brought him some big hitters that summer though, didn't he? For, oh, mid, so midf- many. for midfield and the wing. Jody Morris on a free. Uh, Lamine Sacco, uh, one of the famous low knees. 
Jermaine Pennant, Salomon Alembe. Was it Alembe who had the best debut ever? And no, that was Sacco. That was Sacco. Sacco sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Alembe was the was the the fullback, wasn't it? Um, fullback, stroke, central midfielder, yeah, yeah. sort of yeah. option. And Sacco was the was the winger. Yeah, again, again, all looked great early doors, but then it kind of all tailed off very quickly, didn't it? That was yeah. the uh, Mackay influence creeping in there, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. As you said there before, he was sent out on loan to Swindon by Peter Reid, who were in League One. Which seems weird now to look back at it. Someone who's kind of a Premier League wonder kid and has played 20-odd times in the Premier League to be sent to League One. Yeah, I mean... It's, it's, it feels it's, like you'd get a better move than that these days. There's interesting parallels, though, with, with football these days, isn't there? Like, Leeds basically hanging on to the likes of Joffrey and stuff rather than sending him out on, on loan, just trying to, like, phase him into the squad. But it was, it was different back then, wasn't it? I suppose championship teams didn't rely on loans particularly at that stage, so maybe you had to go a bit lower down the pyramid to get a to get a club who who needed someone. How did he get on there, do you know? He did well. Got to sit in his six games. Oh. I mean, I've not got any, I didn't find any match reports of it, but yeah. he got a couple of goals and yeah. then we got him back. Me and Moscow were looking the other day at the players he was playing with at Swindon because we're nerds, basically. But um, he just missed out on playing with Junior Lewis, future Leeds United fame, another Leeds legend that we all feel very proud of. Mm, missed Dave Hockaday by quite some, some time, yeah. I would guess. I think Eddie Howe rocked up that season as well. I think he was just... Uh, Milner was there at the start of the season so he missed him although it's weird when you look at people that James Milner played against some really old men in there now people yeah. are like people are like he's played football with people who are like 60 because he was, he was just around at the end of That's tail tough. end of like you know David Seaman and people like that who who seem like they retired absolutely hundreds of years ago now. yeah that is funny that is funny that, that's what you call time it's literally time Dan. Uh, he was back he was back at Ellen Road, uh, we lost to Scumden on the 18th of October and then Reed is sacked in November, 11th of November, uh, after a 6-1 defeat at Portsmouth. Do you remember that? That was fun, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and that season as a whole, ah, but doesn't a, go well. A brighter future awaits James <laughs> Milner at Ellen Road because they put him on the posters for the, the new kit. Uh, yeah, and Gerald Krasner, the chairman at the time, says maybe James Milner will be the new Mr. Leeds United. So great promise of a great yeah. future draw a line under it there sounds good good place to end the show great <laughs> <laughs> and then he went on to play 600 games but for us. not for us <laughs> yeah he was sold by July yeah I think probably like a month later uh, although I do like that you found this that he turned down Spurs apparently so yeah he didn't want to move so got, far away from home got to stay north hasn't he exactly it may be too expensive Spurs, Spurs Villa yeah Spurs Villa were never at all interested in him but he did turn down Spurs so, so he uh, found the report Newcastle for 5 million which was another kick in the bollocks off the back of them pinching like Woodgate previous to that. And we were supposed to be in Kieran Dyer. They got him. There was quite a lot of crossover with players at that time, wasn't there? Yeah. And we, well, we were competing with them for those Champions League spots for a couple of years, weren't we? And yeah. then we went down, they nicked our good players. And then a few years later, sort of Norwich took their place as being like a, a shitter <laughs> version of a, of a team that was nicking all our good players. So uh, yeah, it was it was that sort of a... On a, a, a sad passing to be like oh see you then see you then Newcastle you go off and enjoy all our good players but he's been at quite a few clubs when you look at the, the post-Leeds record and we're obviously most interested in his time at Leeds but it was relatively brief and it's funny how we've we've held on to him as one of our own despite the fact that he because he, he left Newcastle because Sooners didn't really like him after Bobby Robson was sacked that he goes to Villa on loan and, and when you start getting loaned out at that point it all feels like it's all Heading one way, really, doesn't it? Because he joined O'Leary at Villa. He's still a very young man at that point, though. I think that's the yeah. thing. If Because if he'd been around and he played for us in the Premier League and he played for Newcastle in the Premier League, he's still like 20 years old or something when he's been when he's been sent out to Villa on loan. Well, it's like when he won um, Young Player of the Year and he'd been playing in the Premier League for about eight years by that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and the number of 
England under twenty one mm. caps he manages to accrue as well because he's just been in there since he was in it, since he was sixteen. So he's yeah. just he's he's one of those people who was around. For, he seems to have been around forever. Forty six under twenty one caps. That's a lot in it. It is because you're not under twenty one for that long. <laughs> no, <laughs> not again time. Yeah, again time. Yeah, <laughs> just time. Time will. will and he actually, he actually went on to get sixty one full England caps. So you've got over a, over a hundred there with the twenty ones and the full the full squad, which is pretty wild. But yeah, so he. He ends up going to Villa on loan. Nobby Solano goes back to Newcastle from Villa. Which I'd completely forgotten about as a, mm. as a he'd had a, all sorts of shenanigans going on there. there. Yeah, and then yeah, so Milner goes back there under under Glenn Rhoda when his loan expires. But then he goes back to Villa after a couple of years at Newcastle. And then this this one kind of came out of the blue a little bit because you thought, all right, he's kind of settled into that that middling group, he'll be he'll be fine. Man City suddenly drop a load of money on him. Well, he was good. He was very. He was a very good player. Yeah, I think. Just, I think, I think that, but nobody expected him to move for for twenty six million quid. It was plus, a very good plus Villa. Stephen Island. It was a really good Villa team, wasn't it? Where they had uh, like Stuart Downing and I mean Stuart. <laughs> Some of age better than others. Uh, Ashley Young was there though. It was quite an exciting young mm. team of English players, and I suppose Young and Downing both did get big moves as well off the back of that. Albeit yeah. their careers then went kind of different directions to Milner, who seems to carry on just established himself mm. at that level really easily. And Man City at this point were they weren't the established force they are now, so they had to they were buying players who a bit like I suppose they're in the same almost the same position Newcastle are in now in that the the money the, the money's still league. relatively new and they they're having to kind of bridge the gap a little bit with not just going straight out and spending you know a hundred million pounds on the best striker in the world, but like people who can who can progress them to the next level and you know Milner did that and suddenly when he's at Man City he then gets his two Premier League winners medals and he's. He's in the elite tier, isn't he? And then, and then goes, he decides enough is enough. Yeah, got, and then goes off. Got, <laughs> don't want any more of those. But then goes off to Liverpool on a freeze under Brendan Rodgers at that point. Man City did want to keep him, but I think he felt like he wanted to play. And to be fair, play he has. The I think fact that he's hung in there. I think that might be why we've kind of retained a sense of leads in him because he's always kind of had this point to prove. It was at Newcastle where Sunes said, uh, "We're not going to get very far with the team of James Milner's." So he always kind of held that against him to try and prove him wrong. And then again at City, he's having to prove himself among some much more expensive players, really. And he was kind of left on the bench. And these interviews with him in the past, where he's talked about he was he'd been his car after training in tears because he knew he just couldn't do much more, and yet he still wasn't getting picked. And then he went to Liverpool as a bit of a fuck you. I want to play central midfield. I want to actually play. He ends up playing left back there for a year under Jurgen Klopp. And even then, he's he's brilliant at it, and he's so good at it to the point where he's first choice left back. And then he gets a place in midfield the following year and that's when he's like breaking assist records in the Champions League and he's the Yorkshire Figo and all this. Like, he's, he's incredible, really. Well, to return to Wayne Rooney um, as we close out this show, he's the same age as Rooney and look at the pair of them now. <laughs> you know, one you would still consider to be an, an elite athlete, albeit in, you know, it's the autumn years of his career. However, he's still an elite athlete. Yeah. Is this guy. But it's, it's probably down to, you know, lifestyle, fitness, all sorts of other things. All those things that saw him good at school in the early stages of his career the cross country the sprint and all that makes me wonder if I should be I've been teetotal well I was going to say he doesn't drink until does he? now it, it, does seem, it does seem to have served him very well served him very well um, is he boring as well because there's that um, James Boring Milner Twitter account isn't there that's great fun and he's sent himself up with that I think he's embraced it and I think that's why he's lovable as well he's just he's not one of those kind of wallpaper vanilla footballers He's uh, he's got a bit of something about him I think that's the thing because he's got a reputation as, as being boring but Actually, just more interesting than most footballers because he's got a bit of a brain and is, <laughs> which I think is quite a refreshing change. Like I've never heard Wayne Rooney say anything interesting or funny, and James Milner can, 
he can take the piss for himself in a way that Rooney can't. I mean, can, we've got a little clip of him, of James Milner receiving Christmas presents on a, a thing Man City did. He's quite a decent actor. If you ever saw Wayne Rooney do the, do the wine advert, <laughs> do you remember that? When he went, they say there is a new devil in town. He was, he was barely able to read. <laughs> Milner's good. He can do all sorts. Tea bags. Are there? Well, we have PG tips. PG what? PG tips tea bags. Why is it's a bit foreign, isn't it? That one, not that on your list. Well, tea bags, yeah. But York, I thought it was on the Yorkshire tea that did tea bags. Well, I think PG tips is a fairly popular brand. I wouldn't think that there'd be any less. I've never heard of it. I mean, the quality will probably be as, as good as, if I dare say it, as good as well, Yorkshire tea bags. Uncle James will get a, a phone call anyway. Um, I know it's riled you a bit, actually. <laughs> yeah, well, um, yeah. that's a thought that counts, I suppose. That's <laughs> quite good, actually, isn't it? He's just very, he's very dour with it, but he's, um, he's great. He's playing the role well. <laughs> he's done great. I think that's, a, that's another little thing that's always tied him back to the Leeds, is that he's, he's never lost a, any of his, his Yorkshireness, has he? Well, it goes, just... well, it's back in the book, isn't it, as well? Ask a footballer, if you're in the supermarket, do you ever look at the price of anything? I'm from Yorkshire, so of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> I screw my face at things. If it's, if it's, if it's kidney beans or whatever, I'll... I won't, but other times I look and think, how much? I'm not having that. <laughs> he, even, uh, he, he speaks Spanish and he only speaks to his kids in Spanish so they've learned a different language. But uh, I've seen him be interviewed by Spanish television before and he speaks Spanish with a brilliantly Yorkshire accent. <laughs> and just to tie it up then, final thought on this one, going back to Shoot Magazine, once asked him, has anybody in the squad given you a nickname? He replies, everyone calls me James. <laughs> there you go. That is the TSB guide to James Milner. The Square Ball Podcast. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 